welcome to Unchained TV, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. You're about to hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your health, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. You are looking at bulldozers. This is generic footage of bulldozers, but it's important to remember what bulldozers do. They create destruction. They destroy habitats. And that's why it is so absolutely shocking, shocking that there is a plan to bulldoze LA's last coastal wetlands, the Bayona Wetlands Ecological Reserve home to 1,700 species, including threatened and endangered species. You are looking at some of the animals who call the wetlands home, and they would have nowhere else to go if their home is bulldozed. And what's even more shocking is that the organization that is behind the bulldozing is the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, which is charged with protecting these very animals. So we ask, why is the California Department of Fish and Wildlife trying to bulldoze the very homes of the animals that it is supposed to protect straight out to Marsha Hanscom of DefendBionaWetlands.org? Bring us up to date. So much is happening. This is an all-out battle. What's the latest? Well, first, I should say this is the 20th anniversary of this land being put into public ownership for the state of California. So it is shocking. 17 years worth of planning, 17 years worth of millions of dollars being spent on this horrible project. And But this year, this summer, we have had four different lawsuits were thrown were basically the the superior court judge ruled in favor of the lawsuits in favor of the public interest in favor of the animals as opposed to the California Department of Fish and Wildlife they were told throw out the environmental impact report start over if you want to do this but you can't do it with this environmental review it was illegal well, I want to show the actual ruling. This is how the LA Times reported on it. In fact, one of the headlines said that the judge put a screeching halt to the Bayona Wetlands so-called restoration project, bulldozing in the opinion of the majority of people in this neighborhood and in the city of LA is not restoration. The judge ruled that the plan failed to disclose and analyze Flood control design parameters. Got to go back to you, Marsha, in people terms. For people who don't know all about this, what is the judge essentially saying about this plan to bulldoze LA's last coastal wetlands, home to 1,700 species, including threatened and endangered species, that the California Department of Fish and Wildlife wants to bulldoze. What did the judge say about that plan? Well, the heart of the plan is to remove, to demolish 
the sides of the Biona River, the Biona Creek. This, this river runs right through the middle of the Biona Wetlands Ecological Reserve. It's part of the Ecological Reserve, and it's been protecting the public and the marshlands for more than 100 years. So, so well, almost 100 years. It was in the early 1930s that this river side was, the sides of the river were built. They call them levees, the sides of the river. A lot of people who know this area know that one of the levees is where you ride your bicycle. There's a great bicycle path there, but they want to remove that and destroy the habitat all around it, which has an equilibrium. And what the judge said is, this is going to cause big flood risk to everybody. And he agreed with the Army Corps of Engineers that had said this could be more destructive, not just to the habitat, but also to the public. So Lisa Levinson, in defense of animals, has had a massive impact on this issue because you started a letter writing campaign. And by the way, the animal you're looking at was photographed by me walking around the wetlands. This is a rare, rare animal. This isn't just, and I love seagulls and I love pigeons, but this is not a seagull or a pigeon. This is the kind of wildlife that you don't normally see because we're in the midst of the sixth mass extinction. And I take photos like this all the time. And I take them because the people who want to bulldoze the Biona wetlands claim that it's dead and dying, but it's not dead and dying. There are many, many animals there. We see them all the time. And that is a great blue heron, which is on the California list of species of special concern. And I saw and photograph that animal myself right near the wetlands. So Lisa Levinson, tell us why In Defense of Animals, which is a very large organization, decided to get involved in this case and to speak up for the animals of the Biona wetlands. Well, we care about the animals at Biona and we heard about this going on uh, from local activists and we, uh, decided to protest. We've done some protests. We've done some virtual town halls around this to save the Biona wetlands. We've been involved in this for many years and we're very excited about the, the winning of the lawsuit over the summer. And so we wanted to continue to help um, by putting together uh, another one of our alerts to uh, urge the uh, Wildlife Commission to not to refund this phony restoration project that will bulldoze the area and leave the animals there without a home for 10 years during this construction project. Well, I wanna put up the letter that In Defense of Animals uh, put out, which is actually, when I took this snapshot, it was at 1468, but I checked right before going on the air and it's jumped even more more and more people are uh, writing. And I think they were really overwhelmed, Wendy Sue Rosen, by getting, it's now at 1,471 or 72 emails, which is pretty much unheard of in a situation like this 
We've got to give a shout out to In Defense of Animals for making that happen. And you can still write. And we urge you to write. We're going to put in the comment section um, where to write so that you can be a part of this. Uh, there it is. Um, you can just copy and paste that and you can write um, click on that and it sends an automatic letter. So Wendy Sue Rosen, you know, why is it that despite us going to hearings over and over again and telling the powers that be that nobody in this area wants it, then they say, well, it's for inner city communities and the BIPOC community. Well, the BIPOC community held a news conference and said, don't do this in our name. We don't want you to do this. We want to appreciate nature as it is. And they keep coming up with other people and other groups that they're doing this for. But all those people and groups say, we don't want you to do this. It applies to the indigenous community. The, one of the last hearings we were on, indigenous leaders joined and said, we don't want you to destroy the Biona wetlands. It's a sacred Native American burial ground. And we don't want you digging up graves. But no matter what anybody says, it doesn't seem that the powers that be want to listen to the people, even though they spend tons of money, quote unquote, soliciting public input. Well, I think that, you know, both sides have dug in. And, um, you know, what I really think is really phenomenal is that for 20 years, like you said, they've been saying that this is dead and dying. And yet we've seen not just... Um, that the wetlands are beautiful. And if you walk around, you can take pictures like you just took, but also that three protected species have come back. The habitat there is rich, it's thriving. Um, and what we have, I think, is some stale science. We have uh, biological surveys that need to be redone. We haven't had any biological surveys in over 10 years. Um, and I think it's time for people to sit down and talk about, you know, while both sides are dug in and nothing's happening and we're going to keep fighting and we are going to keep fighting hard, we need to figure out what we can do in the interim. What can be done now to manage, to, you know, to take out some invasive species, to create some jobs for people? What can we do now? What can we agree on to make this even better and to also allow for some public access that we've not been able to have in 20 years since buying this property. Now, we have a caller, Michael Fujimori, and it just so happens, Michael, if you're listening, we're going to play what you said at the latest California Department of Fish and Wildlife hearing on this issue. Now, mind you, the judge just threw out their environmental impact report. And, you know, instead of really listening to that, what they decided to do was just revise the EIR and hold a quick hearing. Well, there had to be at least 35 people. There was only one person who testified in favor. And that person is considered one of the architects of this plan. So many people said, no, do not bulldoze Bayona. Michael Fujimori was one. We're going to play his clip and then we're going to talk to him. I'm vehemently opposed to the plans by this agency to scope parts of the Bayona wetlands, which would destroy native habitat and wildlife. It is vitally important for the last coastal wetlands in Los Angeles to remain a safe haven for the over 1,700 species of wildlife that have been there for centuries and not be tampered with. Instead, I'm urging that the 20-point gentle restoration plan be implemented instead, which would improve and update conditions at the wetlands 
without harming any of the wildlife that is there now. Uh, it is a well thought out plan, which will ensure that the wetlands will be here for future generations to appreciate. The plan is outlined in detail at defendbiowingwetlands.org. Please take the time to read it. It's in the best interest for everyone involved. Thank you so much. And that unhappy man is the head of the CDFW, correct me if I'm wrong, who, you know, held this hearing hoping, oh, we can just brush this off. And then all he heard for an hour and a half or two hours were people saying, do not bulldoze Bayona. So, Michael Fujimori, hopefully you're still on. Why did you feel it was necessary to wait online for quite a while to speak truth to power about the Bayona wetlands? Oh, thank you for playing that, Jane. And yes, it was a great... It was a great victory for us. We had one person speaking for the development and everybody else against it. So that was really gratifying. Um, yeah, the main reason that I spoke out is because I'm really concerned about, I mean, I love all animals, all living beings on this planet. And just the thought of these poor, I mean, these, these wildlife creatures that have been there for centuries, long, long before we've been here, to be displaced from their homes and eventually die out and become extinct. It's not acceptable to me. So I, it's very important that we keep these wetlands just the way they are with just a gentle restoration, you know, according to the plan that we have with the Defend Bio and the Wetlands. Um, yeah, that's the reason I'm calling. But, um, no, the reason I'm calling today, actually, I'm sorry, is that, um, you know, something I um, don't hear a lot about, but I know that uh, it's probably, um, you know, a big factor is that if we destroy these wetlands, I believe that it will alter the balance of nature. And we're already experiencing climate change and, you know, incredible weather, extreme weather. Is that something that also is something that you're, con- you're concerned about? And that I know Marcy's been involved many years, and probably she could probably answer that. Um, would it, you know, would it, would it uh, alter the, the weather patterns and, you know, the, our air and everything else about the environment? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Marcia, take it away. Yeah, uh, Michael just hit on one of the most important things that makes no sense about this project. If you are expecting sea level to rise, and we know it is already, then why would you dig down deeper into the marsh and invite the ocean in further? You're going to make sea level rise and flooding be even worse, which, you know, maybe that's part of why the judge said you've got to redo the flood risk standards, because why would you do that? It makes no sense. Every other place on the coast of California where they are preparing for sea level rise, they're actually adding soil. <laughs> they're not making the elevation lower. They're making it higher. So, We've already got some high elevation lands uh, in the coast here of L.A., part of the Ecological Reserve. That's going to help protect the communities. It's going to help protect the habitats. So um, you make a very good point. And that's one of the things that I hope in comments that are going to be made by the public. We just had another big victory. They were going to the Fish and Wildlife Department that had that small hearing very fast, not that many people even heard about it, they were going to have public comments cut off the day after the Thanksgiving weekend. And we said, what? 
I mean, you're going to make us work through the Thanksgiving weekend on this? No. <laughs> so fortunately, our Congress member, Ted Lieu, and our LA City Council member, Tracy Park, and a number of big organizations and the Delray Residents Association that would be the most impacted by flooding, they all wrote and said, we need to a lot longer. We need to go through the holiday season and have January available to not only the public, but to experts and to all the agencies so they can comment. They're all going on vacation right now. So fortunately, we now have till January 19th, and we just learned that this week. So that was that's totally because the public weighed in on this. So thank you to everyone. And let's, uh, you know, we really need all of your comments. So again, I want to say this photograph I took at the mouth of the Biona wetlands just the other day. How dare they claim the wetlands are dead and dying? I actually couldn't widen my camera wide enough to get all of these beautiful beings who I believe are egrets. Um, and this is just one example of what I see all the time. Now, somebody asked, well, have they gotten rid of, are they wanting to clean up the homeless? A, let me say, Robin, good question. The homeless have been, uh, the, the encampments around the wetlands have been radically reduced um, and there has been a cleanup. So go by and see it now. It is much better. But let me give you my personal theory about why the homeless encampments were allowed to proliferate there because I live right near there. And let me tell you, if an environmentalist, which she did, went to that same location to try to take photos of what the fossil fuel industry is doing there, and we'll get to that because that's the real reason they want to bulldoze the Biona wetlands, they'll call the cops so fast. In fact, we were live doing a similar broadcast when an environmentalist was there, and they called the cops, and she was swarmed by six police officers in like three cars immediately. The same people have allowed those encampments to sit there for literally years. Why? My belief is they wanted to convince the people in the neighborhood, look what a mess it is. We got to clean it up. We got to bulldoze it. And don't fall for it because the wildlife who are thriving inside the one square mile that is the Biona wetlands has nothing to do with the, the encampments that were outside. To me, they allowed them to flourish. They could have gotten rid of them when they first started, just like they call the police whenever an environmentalist goes there with a camera and tries to document stuff. And so um, I would like to get Lisa Levinson to weigh in on this. I don't know if you know about this controversy, but if you're in this neighborhood on next door, it seemed like the only thing people wanted to talk about was the uh, homeless encampments. It was an eyesore. It was a danger. It was a problem. But it's been cleaned up because of public pressure, but it was allowed to fester, in my opinion, because they wanted to make the case, look what a mess it is, let's clean it up, and then hope people confuse that with bulldozing the interior, two totally different things. And the reason it gets me really upset as someone who lives here is, that's dirty pool, in my opinion. That is really, really, it's exploiting people who are houseless. It's getting the neighborhood upset on false pretenses. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Lisa Levinson? 
Uh, you're muted. Sorry about that. Um, we agree with what you're saying. This is just like it's a phony restoration that was of falsification of what was going on there because the homeless encampments have been um, cleaned up as Marcia has mentioned. And now looking back at that, you can see that it was another phony attempt to go forward with this restoration project when we actually have this wonderful plan, this gentle restoration plan that doesn't involve bulldozing and it doesn't involve um, putting a lot of, uh, allowing the salt water to flush through that freshwater um, marsh plain, which would also ruin the habitat for so many of these animals that we've been talking about and that Jane has photographed herself. Um, we've got a whole bunch of callers and uh, I want to get to them right away. We've got Karen in Venice, California, your question or thought for our panel. Hi, Jane. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for all you do. It's amazing. I mean, Marsha, you've been doing this for so many years. I applaud you. I want to call out and expose the Department of Fish and Wildlife. They are truly the Department of Fishing and Hunting. And we need to call them out and have them do their jobs and not be the Department of Fishing and Hunting and be the Department of Fish and Wildlife and protect these animals. You know, we need to call them out because that's the only way that they're going to get behind us if they will, you know, because they need to be put to task. Okay, great point. And thank <laughs> you, thank you, Karen from Venice, California. Wendy Sue Rosen, I'd let you take that. Well, I, I think that, you know, and back to the point before about the holding hostage, you know, we've had the same issues with access. You know, my organization originally got involved because of access. We spent a lot of money to buy this property and we've given a lot of money uh, over the years that, that has been wasted that is supposedly for this, you know, restoration. And what we've seen is a hostage holding. And one of the phenomenal things I think uh, that I heard in the courtroom um, as one of the petitioners was that the attorney general acknowledged that they are draining water out to the ocean. So we've been hearing for 20 years that this is a dead and dying property. Well, this, the agency that is supposed to be protecting wildlife is draining the fresh water out to the ocean. Um, that's just to me unconscionable. And, um, you know, the, the gates have been locked, you know, a lot of money went into access and then the gates were locked and only through three years of really constant perseverance on the community's part, we were able to get uh, a little bit of access, not as much as we should have, and we're still working on more. Um, but we are, we are seeing hostage holding for access, for fresh water being recharged into the wetlands. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really has to, we have to keep protesting. That is what we have to do. And uh, Marsha made the point that Tracy Parks um, was instrumental in removing that unhoused from that area. So uh, shout out to her for doing that. Absolutely. We've got yet another caller, Annie in Sherman Oaks, your question or thought for our panel on the Bayona wetlands in Playa del Rey, California. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Jane, Marsha, Lisa, uh, every one of you incredible people for years you've been fighting. Uh, we've held uh, protests there to ourselves. And indeed, 
um, as Susan said, uh, we have not been able to pass through. As a matter of fact, we were harassed and threatened just for organizing protests stating that this is supposed to be a public land, why you do not let us in. The gas company had locked it up and had called the police on us multiple times. So this is a crime in making, or I should say, power abusing agenda. Uh, what can we do to amplify these wrongs and hold them uh, accountable to change their agenda from holding on to the, grabbing on to the greed rather than grabbing on protecting the animals and their habitat, which is an example of all our planet destruction. Thank you. That's the agenda. Thank you, Annie. That's an excellent question. And it's one of the reasons why we're doing this show today is that there are concrete steps that you can take. And I want to review them. First of all, Thanks to Indefensive Animals, there is a letter, okay, a letter that you can write by one click. And more than 1,468 people have written that letter. Uh, There is the bit.ly link, and you can copy that. Hopefully, you can copy that. You can also just copy it if you are on a social media. You can just copy it off of the comment section on social media. I put it right there. You can also go to Indefensive Animals and look up uh, Biona Wetlands and put Biona Wetlands in and it will come up. So that is a very, very powerful thing. And I want to go to Marsha as to what the impact, because sometimes people say, oh, writing a letter, it's not such a big deal. What has been the impact uh, of people writing these letters and who did they write them to? This, these letters are to are being addressed to the California Wildlife Conservation Board. And this board is very important because they're the ones that 20 years ago approved $140 million to go to acquiring the Biona wetlands. I mean, this was a a massive amount of money, way more than any other uh, per acre land that had been acquired by the state of California at that time. And you have to wonder, I mean, if they gave $140 million, it must've been worth $140 million, not not why would you change it then? (laughs) It's it was very valuable as it was. So, Uh, This board was being asked to approve another $3 million for something that they already got. The Fish and Wildlife Department already received that amount of money and more from another state agency to do the very same thing they were asking for. So these letters made a huge difference. And this is the first time ever in 17 years of their planning this project that a prod that anything on any of these state agencies was removed from the agenda. It was supposed to be approved last week and it was taken off the agenda. We think they will come back in February at their next meeting, but it's not for sure. So the more letters that are written, the better. They need to know they can't be spending our public money on something that is so uh, so opposed by the public. Absolutely. So if you can write these letters, and again, you don't have to write anything. You just take that bit.ly, 
So forget the HTTPS. You can just go to bit.ly forward slash protect Biona. And um, please, please just go there and click on that because every single letter counts. It's so important. And there's something else you can do that is very important. Okay, here's the letter that I wrote this morning because I never do ask other people to do things that I don't do myself. Uh, but before we get into this, we've got a caller in Venice Beach, California, and I want to get to her before our break. So Sarah from Venice, what is your question or thought for our panel? Well, because I heard about all the species, you know, in the Biona wetlands and everything, and I don't think that this has been addressed ever, even though it's been asked many times to the people that are trying to bulldoze there uh, and clear out their area. Where are you going to put all the birds and all the species and all the different wildlife, where are you going to relocate those if you're planning on bulldozing this area and building parking garages that are completely unnecessary, causing 10 years of traffic nightmare, which we don't need any more traffic in L.A.? Where are you going to put these uh, animals, these species, these birds? I mean, are you going to put them in the Home Depot parking lot, or is there anything that's even being considered at all besides the total greed and money on this? Thank you. Okay. Well, Marsha, that sounds like one that you should take. Well, <laughs> this same group of people who are planning this project, they did another project on another part of the coast where they actually caged the animals and they put, put uh, leashes around the little lizards. It was, they put them in buckets, they put them in cages and when we had a meeting with Janice Hahn, who was a Congress member a while ago, she's now a county supervisor, she called a meeting with a number of agencies and she asked them, what are you going to do with the animals? It's a very good question, Sarah. <laughs> um, and they said, oh, we have a plan. We're mm. going to we have a plan. And she said, are you, are you really going to cage the animals? Well, yeah, but, you know, we have a plan for it. I mean, they admitted that they were going to cage them. So it makes, of course, what else are you going to do? But are you going to cage them for nine years while the project's being, quote, built? I mean, this is a construction project. You don't do that with nature. Follow the money. There are a lot of contracts to hand out. Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. What I can tell you from living in this area, from being a reporter at KCAL TV in the 90s, covering a protest against Playa Vista, which is a city within a city that was built on most of the wetlands, is that they, to my face, the developers promised me as a reporter, I said, well, what do you say about Martin Sheen and these indigenous leaders saying uh, you're destroying the wetlands? And they said to me at the time I was a young lady, don't worry, young lady. There will always be one square mile of wetlands for the animals, and it's an ecological reserve, so nobody can touch it. Well, here we are, tw two decades later, or approximately, and now they want to get their fingers, they meaning the powers that be, the developers, yada, yada, and we're going to get to the fossil fuel industry and the other side of the break, and they can't just dig it up because it is an ecological reserve. So what did they do? They created a quote unquote restoration. If I take this glass of water and throw it through my glass window, is that a restoration just because I call it a restoration? No, it's an act of violence and destruction. 
And that's exactly what's happening here at the Bayona Wetlands Ecological Reserve. People get involved because let me tell you something. If they get away with it here in L.A., what happens in L.A. spreads everywhere. If they bulldoze L.A.'s Bayona Wetlands, it will open the floodgates to bulldoze all of the last remaining wild areas. And the problem is we are in the midst of the sixth mass extinction. We should be doing everything to coddle and protect these animals, not stick them in, in cages. And I think what you left out is that there's evidence a lot of those animals died. Of course they died. You cannot take these animals, egrets and cormorants and pelicans and seals and foxes and put them in cages. There's nowhere to put them. And they never talk about that. In hearing after hearing, I have never heard any commissioner or any of these people who are sitting in their thrones making judgments ever say what's going to happen to the wildlife. Because in my humble opinion, they don't care. And their miscalculation is they thought the people in this area don't care either, but we do. And we are rising up to say, oh, no, you don't. You will not bulldoze the Biona wetlands. And that's why there were lawsuits. And then the judge came and ruled in our favor. We're going to take a short break on Voice America Radio. We're going to be back in just a moment with more so that you can help us save the Biona Wetlands from phony restoration. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening.
are listening to Unchained TV. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email in to jane at unchainedtv.com. Now, back to the show. We are talking about a crisis. You know, Wildlife biomass, wildlife mammal biomass has been reduced to just 4% of all mammal biomass, while livestock has increased to 62%. We are in the sixth mass extinction, and it's a crisis. And when they go, we're going to be in big trouble. Two out of three bites of food that we eat depend on pollination. And there are, at the Biota Wetlands, Plenty of insects that are crucial, too, along with butterflies. But the big question is why? Why would California's government want to bulldoze the home of 1,700 species, including threatened and endangered species? You are looking at timestamp photos from the animals who are living at the Biona wetlands, courtesy of... um, Mr. Coffin, who took these photos, Jonathan Coffin, that's a fox. Okay, where is that fox going to go? That's a butterfly. You really think you can relocate butterflies? These beautiful animals are in danger right now because there is a plan to bulldoze their home one square mile right near Marina del Rey, at the corner of Lincoln and Jefferson, across the street from a massive development called Playa del Rey. It is the one remaining square mile of the wetlands, and they want to take even that, despite vowing, vowing uh, that they would never touch it, and it's an ecological reserve. So I want to start with Marsha. What, in your opinion, is the real reason that this is happening? Well, we did some research, and... It's we did a we put together a chart called Follow the Money because we were trying to figure this out. People keep asking us, why would they do this? Well, then we learned about the few groups that are supporting this project. We looked at some of the some of the forms that the one of the uh, entities. There's a fossil fuel operation there at Biona Wetlands. It's a gas storage facility where they bring in fracked gas from other states. They transport it all across the country to put into the Biona Wetlands. Beneath the ground, a mile beneath the surface, they inject this gas. And we said, well, you know, what's going on here? So we looked at the forms that are required by the companies to um, to they're required by the California Public Utilities Commission to report every year all the groups that they give money to. And it turned out that every one of these groups that is supporting this project has received big money from the fossil fuel industry that is operating there. And so then we looked at other money that's be, being given to various uh, engineering companies and planning companies, and and that money's all coming from the state bonds. So a lot of people have their hands in the cookie jar of the state public money. So there's, those are the two reasons why this is happening. 
One, there are private interests that are benefiting by planning this project for 17 years. And there also is the fossil fuel industry that if they dig down and excavate this whole area, they will be able to put new infrastructure in because this is an, an old facility and the pipes are starting to corrode. Uh, you might remember the Aliso Canyon uh, explosion where they ha it's a similar operation to that. And that was what happened there. They had some of the infrastructure started corroding and it, it blew. Well, we don't want to have that here and they don't want to have that here. So, oh, here's a way to fix it and use public money to do it, to help them do it. Well, all that needs to come out if that is really what's happening, that needs to be done in public and people need to be able to decide, do we really want this fossil fuel that is contributing to climate change? I mean, the governor says, no, we want, we, you know, we want to protect against climate change impacts. Well, this is sort of the opposite of what he says we want to do. So that's pretty upsetting that, the true motive, in your opinion, is that there's a giant gas facility under the wetlands. They can't just go in there and dig it out because it's an ecological reserve. So somebody came up with the idea of, let's call it a restoration. But bulldozing for 10 years is not a restoration. Now, there is a plan that achieves all the legitimate goals of restoration without bulldozing, and that's a gentle 20-point plan that has been put forward by Marsha and others, and you can see it at defendbionawetlands.org, it achieves all the legitimate goals of restoration. Sure, this area needs some TLC, but bulldozers are not TLC, and yet they won't consider that. So to me, that is very suspicious, Wendy Sue Rosen. Um, wow, wow. Well, I think that, you know, we need to think about climate change. We really need to think about climate change. And let's just say that this was the policy, I mean, giving everybody the benefit of the doubt, let's just say this is the policy of the agency and that they're doing these kinds of bulldozing projects all over the state. But we are now in a new reality. Climate change is here. And if we are doing business as usual, we are doing business wrong. And, you know, what I would like, what I would really like to see is some, some real working together on a solution for right now interim um, recovery, pulling out some non-natives, putting some people to work, and coming together in a way that we can really have a wetlands that serves the public. And that is not what is happening. Uh, what is happening is business as usual and no consideration of the true impacts of a project like this on the community. And the community is responding. You know, we have 11,000 supporters on a petition to the governor, not to mention hundreds and hundreds of postcards that have been written. Um, and we are going to continue until we are heard. Uh, this project is not going to happen. We're not going to let it happen. Well, to me, I, I will say, I Charity begins in the home. And one of the reasons that I'm speaking up for these animals, I see them every day. I've already showed you just a couple of the photos. I had hundreds. There's no way I could put up all the photos of the wildlife that I personally have photographed. Look at that. Tell us what animal that is. 
Marsha? That's a great blue heron. And it's one of our, it's really our charismatic megafauna. It's got a six foot wingspan. People love the great blue herons. And the great blue herons don't nest near just any wetland. They do nest right near this wetland. They actually nest amongst very tall trees in the Villa Marina, I'm sorry, Mariner's Village, which is right next to some of the ecological reserve. And the reason they are nesting there is that there is habitat for their young. When the young leave the nest, there's habitat for them to feed on there. They don't eat fish right away. They start eating small mammals because it takes them a while to learn how to fish. So these animals are relying on the habitat that is there. You can't change it and think they're going to fly back when you've changed it into something else. So that, you know, there's something missing here in the fish and wildlife understanding of how an ecosystem works. Um, Lisa Levinson, you represent animals in defense of animals. What impact would it have on 1,700 species to see these bulldozers move into their homes for 10 years? Well, their homes will be destroyed. That is the, the main reason we're very against this project because their homes, when you have the bulldozers there, you can see from the footage here that it destroys, it levels everything. It digs, it digs up the very habitat that they are, they're relying on, that these great blue herons and other animals who are there. And uh, so we are against the destroying and the bulldozing of the Biona wetlands. What do you make, Lisa, of the fact that all these agencies don't seem to care about the animals at all, which would be abhorrent under any circumstance, but when we're in a crisis where species are going extinct left and right, and we are barreling toward, we are in the midst of the sixth mass extinction, and this is a progressive state that is considered one of the more environmental states that nobody speaks up. I have attended now dozens and dozens of these hearings on Zoom, and I have yet to hear one person, not one person in any official capacity say, anything about what we're going to do to protect the animals or speak about the animals. It's almost like in their minds, the animals do not exist. Well, that's a good observation that you're making because uh, our organization in defense of animals, we do testify at many of these hearings across the state. And it is quite often that we are testifying uh, against some of the policies that the California Department of Fish and Wildlife are promoting. And this is one of them. So uh, there's some incongruence going on with the goals and statutes of the department and with of the public who really wants this agency to protect the animals. Um, yes, uh, Tom says, Dr. Rao, who's a systems analyst says we have less than seven years to save the planet. And he says, gas company, fossil fuel destroys, bulldozing is destruction. But, you know, what really just shocks me when I attend these hearings is sort of the, the pretense, like they're always saying they're seeking public input. 
and they get a lot of public dollars to seek public input. But as an indigenous leader said in the very last California Department of Fish and Wildlife hearing, oh, they're going to use this and they're going to check this off and say, we reached out to the indigenous community when I'm joining to express my opposition. So what I've noticed is while they spend more and more money officially seeking public input, the powers that be in these various agencies seem to be doing everything they can to eliminate public input. When we have a chance to talk for two minutes, suddenly it becomes one minute. They put this issue sometimes at the very end of the agenda, knowing that people can't wait for hours and hours and hours to speak for one minute. I mean, there's a lot of, in my opinion, and I invite anybody from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, from the governor's office, from um, any of these conservancy, coastal commission, anybody, you're invited on because this has been my observation. You're claiming you're seeking public input, but anytime the public shows up to try to talk, it's 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 almost as if they're trying to silence us. Is that my imagination, Marsha? <laughs> no, it's not your imagination. People are people are turned off by that sort of thing, of course. But it's working. I mean, the fact that we got this item taken off the agenda for the Wildlife Conservation Board and the fact that we got more time to make our comments for scoping they're starting to listen because we have a, a kind of a snowballing of concern. They're starting to realize that it's not just a few people, which has been what they've been saying, but of course it's not. If you go to Defend Bayana Wetlands website, you'll see all the groups that are in opposition. They're representing thousands and thousands of people in California. So yeah, it, they are trying to dissuade us, but let's not let that happen. Do we, you know, all of us who care about these animals and who care that this is a very unique system. I don't know of any other place on the California coast where there are eight endangered species relying on the land. Eight. Usually if there's one or two, they do everything they can to protect it, not to come in and wipe it out and start over. And even though, as you see in this news article, the judge ordered the halt to the Bayona Wetlands Restoration Project, uh, saying essentially it had serious flood planning mistakes, which could flood neighboring homes, including where I live. Uh, one, another reason why I'm concerned about this, but primarily it's for the wildlife. Uh, but they also, the judge also said that they didn't adequately consider the impact on the wildlife. Um, can you just elaborate? We only have a couple of minutes. Just can you break that down, Marsha? Yeah, yeah. The judge did have concern about that. And he said, if what you're planning doesn't work for these rare species, then what do we do? And so he said they are going to have to uh, to promise in some way in this new review, they're going to have to promise that they have the ability to change their plans to make sure they do protect the animals. But of course, we know this project is not going to do that. So I don't know how they're going to comply with the judge's order there just to say, oh, yeah, we promise we'll do a new supplemental environmental report. That's not enough in my view. So it, we're going to have to really hold their feet to the fire. Now, there's been four lawsuits 
uh, filed and the judge, they got to correct me if I'm wrong, they got combined and the judge issued a 67 page ruling. And again, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, which is the lead agency behind this, instead of saying, OK, people are against it. The judge you know, said that there were serious flaws. Uh, my understanding is the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has failed to certify this idea because of those flood problems in a de densely populated area. Just look at Playa Vista, how densely populated it is, uh, which was built on the wetlands. But nonetheless, they just charge forward. They they just say, you know, we're going to do this. And, you know, I, I have to think somebody upstairs, OK, is pushing this because the fossil fuel industry is very powerful. And, you know, when people have ambitions for higher office, they don't want to get the fossil fuel industry on their bad side. I mean, am I being cynical, Wendy Sue Rosen? I think that um, we we have a lot of different agendas happening and not all of them and, and many of them are probably unsavory. And I think that what we really need to focus on is how important what the judge did because the judge could have taken a little part of the problem and said, just go redo that one little that one little area. But he didn't do that. He said, this is so flawed. This is so fatally flawed. I am decertifying the entire EIR and start over. Go back and start over and disclose. Uh, the, you know, he, he criticized them for not disclosing properly. Uh, he criticized them for uh, for their... Uh, behind the scenes sort of negotiations. He criticized them for their incorrect flood standard. I mean, shame on California Department of Fish and Wildlife. It makes us not trust government. Uh, and I think it's a real failing uh, that is really showing up in this project. Uh, and we need to say thank you to the judge for really analyzing this project uh, as we've sort of laid it out for him. Uh, and we really need to say uh Going forward, we are going to be watching them like hawks, pun intended. Yes. Okay. Final thought from Lisa Levinson, and then I'll give my final thought. Yeah. So I wanted to also bring up that doing the massive bulldozing in the area will also unlock a lot of the carbon that's there. And we need it to stay Put. We need it to stay in the ground right now because that is part of what's impacting the climate change. And so it does seem like a very bad time to go digging it all up and exposing it. Um, and we need this habitat to stay intact for the animals who depend upon it. Well, yes. And this would go on for 10 years in a place that's already one giant traffic jam, overdeveloped, it's unbelievable. Uh, I will say that uh, I'm very hopeful because of the work of Marsha Hanscom, Lisa Levinson from IDA, and Wendy Sue Rosen. Um, you know, people are standing up, and now more and more people are learning about the fact that there is a giant gas storage facility under these wetlands. Most people didn't even know that. I am urging you, if you're upset about this and you don't have to live in Los Angeles to be upset about this, because once it happens here, it'll go everywhere. Believe you me, you can take action. So I'm just going to recap the action. Aside from going to defendbionawetlands.org and signing up, that's really important. Defend Visit defendbionawetlands.org and you can sign up and we'll send you updates on what's happening and where you can appear. You can also 
Um, just copy this bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash protect Viona. Sign this letter. It takes one second, literally just click and sign this letter. And then the final thing is um, try to email, please email your opposition to BWER comments at wildlife.ca.gov. And just take a snapshot of this and just write it down and just email your opposition. If they get 1,500 letters in opposition, let me tell you, that's going to have a huge impact. And maybe they'll finally realize that uh, people don't want it. Uh, I will say this. uh, They have claimed that they're doing this for all sorts of groups. Okay. Um, I was part of a news conference held by the BIPOC community where Genesis Butler, who's related to Cesar Chavez spoke and other leaders in the um, BIPOC community, including indigenous leaders spoke and said, we want nature as it is. We don't want you to give us a dumbed down Disney-fied park. We already have a Disneyland. Uh, Despite that, they claim that they're doing this to provide more open space. The one square mile exists. And there are tours that are carefully arranged tours that are happening now. They say they want to put in more bike paths. This area has more bike paths than any other area. You could you you could literally collapse from exhaustion just using the bike paths that exist, including already in the Biona wetlands. It seems like they just keep throwing one excuse after the next, after the next, after the next. And what point, at what point do we hit a tipping point where they realize this is politically toxic, okay? It is politically toxic. People in this neighborhood, and they come across all economic boundaries from artists who are just living, you know, on a prayer to high-tech executives have expressed their opposition because this area is a great area because of the wildlife. The wildlife is what makes this area what it is. If they bulldozed it, aside from chaining myself up in front of a bulldozer, I would not want to live here if they made this a dead zone. And that's what they are threatening to do. We all need to speak up for these animals and stop the buck stops here with greenwashing campaigns. And that's the last I'll say about it. We're just about out of time. Get involved. Again, visit Defend Biona Wetlands. Don't let them bulldoze the Biona Wetlands. You can be part of the solution. Thank you, fabulous panel. We're going to stay on top of this story. See you next time on Unchained TV. Thank you for tuning in to Unchained TV. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.